Welcome to the Church Doctors Podcast with Scott and Marla Sheely. The Church Doctors Podcast is brought to you by Outpouring International. Love God, love people. Hello, everybody. I'm Scott, and we are Outpouring International, and uh, this show is called The Church Doctors. And uh, it's uh, the way we love God and love people is... Uh, through equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. And one way we do that is through, uh, I, I just got done speaking at a men's conference in Kennewick, Washington, and uh, the the men's leader, the, the men's pastor at this church is my nephew, Brian Pope. And Brian's on the show with me today. Brian, say hello. Hello, everyone. And uh, so we we're sit- just sitting here talking about, well, what, what should we what should we do on the podcast today? And uh, we're going to talk about, Brian, why, uh, how did you get involved in doing men's ministry to begin with, and why is that important to you? So you can start, ready, go. Ready, get set. <laughs> yeah, so men's ministry and why and how and when. Yeah. It's definitely been... uh a, a long process. I'll, I'll say that to to be completely honest. If to be to be honest, I would say men's ministry started when I was young and growing up in all the the clubs and the sports, and I was part of a Christian scouting organization called Royal Rangers. And so, being around young men, being around older men. And I think it's important to differentiate between both of those, um, both of those uh, groups of people. But really, I would say men's ministry has been a part of my life since I was a young man. Yeah, seeing other people doing it, being ministered to myself, and but on an f- official capacity here with uh, the local church. It began about five years ago, four and a half, five years ago, when it, I officially was, was asked to become the, the men's ministry leader here at my church. Um, and honestly, that wasn't even the beginning of it. We were having a, a prayer meeting. We were having uh, a prophet, uh, Prophet Ruckins McKinley from, um, I believe he's from Irvine, California. He was coming up, and we were praying for the meetings those weekends. And during the prayer in the sanctuary, everybody was gathered together, and you know everybody's coming up to the microphone and speaking what's on their heart. And I just had this burning; my my, my belly was on fire, and there was something I had to release. And so, me being the the type of guy who generally lets everybody speak first and I listen and observe. And, uh, like we mentioned, I'm, I'm, I lean towards introversion. That's kind of where I find my, my, my center, if you want to say that, but I could not, not say what was in my heart in, in this meeting. So I went up and I got the microphone and I just had this big burden in my heart to, to look, look my pastor in the eye and let him know from Holy Spirit that his church was not going to be what it was meant to be unless the men's ministry became important, unless the men of this church were fed, unless we made that 
a foundational um, point that we need to focus on as a church. Um, and it was amazing because at the time I went up there, I, I released it, let it go. And then you could have asked me five minutes later what I said. And I would have <laughs> said, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but it was to that point where I, I could not just sit in my seat anymore. And so uh, maybe a year later, the pastor asked me, uh, the, 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 the gentleman who was uh, the men's ministry director there, decided um, that, he, that he was being called elsewhere or he had uh, a job, conflict, something. He, you know, stepped down. And then I was asked to come take his place. Yeah, so so here you are. Uh, you you already know the value of older men speaking into younger men's lives because you grew up that way and saw the fruit of it mm-hmm. through several different real good men of God. Mm-hmm. And you also were went. You were in the military for mm-hmm. you served in the military for how long in active duty? Active duty. It was a little over three and a half years, and then. I had a, a break where I decided to use some of my military benefits to go to college. Yep. My wife got pregnant during that time, and so then uh, we needed benefits for all the, the medical uh, appointments. And, you yeah. know, having a baby is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's expensive. So uh, I figured I could go play soldier as a reservist, you know, one weekend a month. And be able to provide for my family that way. And so then during that time, while I was, uh, we were growing our family, I was going to school and I was in the Army Reserves. And then after I got my my college degree, I decided, you know what, I'm going to continue to do this Army thing until God leads me elsewhere. Because this has been good to us. It's been a great way that God's provided for us. And, you know, I... At the same time, there's that thing within me that enjoys being a soldier. Yeah, I, I, I can't lie I about mean, that. So, it's... and you're still <laughs> you're still involved in uh, yeah. uh, working on your education through the through the military. You just got graduated uh, and promoted. I don't know what the military term is for it, sure, but you're a, yeah. you're a warrant officer now. You just yeah. went through another class. Yeah. And uh, so, my question is: is in that, do you see any part of your military training, uh, like? God using that in the men's ministry part of your life. Absolutely. I mean, I know he does. He doesn't waste anything, but yeah, no, I men respond to a a lot of men, maybe not all, but a lot of men will respond to men who are in the military. There's just something about that. I, I think as young men also in the culture in America, there's this sort of thing where you honor the veterans, you honor those who have served and um, it sometimes it gives me a leg in to be able to speak to folks. Um, there's a lot of veterans that need ministry, a lot of veterans mm-hmm. who uh, need purpose. They were in the military for so long, they get out and they don't they no longer have that purpose every day of this is what I got to get done. And so being able to connect with men on that level has 
it, it's been a, a huge blessing for me just to be able to say, hey, here's not only did the military, was it a great experience, not only did it provide for me, but here's another avenue that I get to connect with other people and in love with on other men. Yeah, and I think another thing that I've noticed what just watching and being around you in the last couple of men's uh, functions we've done here in the past couple of years is that just the just the structure that that I see that that part of your life brings like mm-hmm. you know, be responsible, show up, do do what you've been asked to do. This mm-hmm. is your job. Everybody's got a job to do. Mm-hmm. You know, do the do the stuff that you really don't want to do but it's got to be done. I mean, that's all thing, you know, that's part of any job, but especially military when you know, these things things have to be done and, and there's and somebody's got to do it mm-hmm. and I don't know, just the organization part of that and the uh, the structure and the I don't know the 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 inference that military brings like be a man like yeah. man yeah. up and do the do the thing mm-hmm. you're supposed to do that's like I mean sissies don't sign up to go fight in a war and so it's the uh, without you know it's a default that it's the the men that are fighting, right? Yeah. And so I think that's another thing that I see as a, a positive influence in, in you is that people look and go, that's a man. I mean, here's, there's a that's a real man. This is a man that's got structure and strength and purpose, and you know, he, he's headed somewhere. Like, it's mm. leadership qualities, really. Yeah. It's like if... And so do you... So talking about... Like millenn- you're millennial age, I am, and I'm not, and I'm like double that. So, <laughs> but so for your age group, do you see that as a that kind of structure and leadership? Is that a plus for that for millennials or not? Like, like because I don't understand a lot of how that you know what what makes up how they think you know, especially for the like let's say the the guys that are just off the street. They they came to church. They just they're done doing drugs or d- mm-hmm. done running around. They, I I think it can be. Uh, one, I, I hate to be give like a political answer and be like yeah. you know, but it really depends on where their uh, with where their respect what it revolves around. And so yeah. they could not have a, a big respect for what you do. That they could maybe say, hey, that's cool, but I don't really respect that as far as me allowing somebody into my life to speak into my life uh, um i would say in, in my generation uh we just went through the, the 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 afghanistan war we just went through the the war in iraq and it's the the idea of military has changed over those two decades mm-hmm. like yeah. if, if you remember what it was like after 9-11 and then 20 years later yeah. How how is it it shifted? Patriotism how is it was huge. Changed in nine yeah. eleven. It was let's go get the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And and now it's uh, now it's why we don't know what it is. It's we don't know what it floating. is. <laughs> what are what are people still doing over there? Um, yeah. So so yeah so uh, so back to this part of your life that where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Brian's a multi dimensional guy. He's a great father. He's got. How many kids you got? Kids. I couldn't count them all over. Five, Five kids, kids yes. uh, four girls, and a and a, and a brilliant young man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you know, you you got a family. You got a church ministry going. You sing on on the worship team at church. You got that going, and yeah. 
you work for the city of Richland, yes. Richland yes. here yes, in the Tri Cities in Washington State, and you're a civil engineer too. Correct. Which uh, which is amazing. That's a, like a bucket load of stuff going on it all is. at the same time. It is, and so. I try not to think about it too often. I'm it's sorry. Just, it I just, just happens. went through the it whole list. Happens, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's you, Brian. That's it what is. you do. You do this on every day. And so I do. Yeah. So when when people it's the old ad it, you know, you look at people that are leaders and they're the ones that have something going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh people people want to follow somebody that's headed somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so we have we have the opportunity as men to be an influence in other people's lives that they need direction. They don't know what to do. It's rampant in our society now because just flat out from fatherlessness mm-hmm. that young men grow up and they, you know, they didn't grow up like you had the opportunity mm-hmm. to be in Royal Rangers, which is a Christian version of the Boy Scouts, and uh, to be mentored by godly men and you know, go hiking mountains with guys who, mm-hmm. when you're up on the mountain, they sit down and talk to you about Jesus and the whole thing. Wow, what a what an opportunity you've had. Mm-hmm. But then there's a whole bunch of them out there that when you you even mention the name of Father God and they flinch because of the, the word Father. Mm-hmm. And so there's this... Uh, there's this thing where I, I'm watching it and I'm going, well, men need structure, they need a plan. But on the other hand, when you come in and you lay all that out, um, I've seen them. So many of them buck. Like they, there's something wrong. Like what did I do wrong? Well, I didn't really do anything wrong. I just remind them of that negative father figure, mm-hmm. and it takes them a while to figure out. Oh, you really like me? You just you're just trying to get me somewhere. Mm-hmm. What have you come across that in men's ministry for for absolutely. you? Absolutely, absolutely. What what do you do to to reach them then? First of all. Uh, there has to be the understanding that so many of the issues that we deal with individually, um, so many of the the problems that we deal with societally is they all, it all comes from that fatherlessness. Um, a lot of, I mean, you, you talk uh, social problems, economic problems, you talk mental problems, you, you talk identity issues. Like it all comes back to did they receive a, a solid foundation from a father or not? Yeah. And when you uh, broach that subject with, with a male who didn't have that, like we had a gentleman at the at the conference this weekend, and I was talking about how as as young boys we long to be the apple of our father's eye. And he said something like, uh, it I triggered never, him. He I was never on had the, that. He like, was on the front row be nice, and he or... got triggered and he said something out mm-hmm. loud while Brian's speaking. Yeah, this yeah. is how, how hurt he is. Yeah. But we have men across this world who are dealing with that everywhere. And it affects the way that they view Father God. And ultimately, it has to, it has to come from a level of trust. Uh, a man has to be able to trust another man and that has to be earned. And I see in ministry, you expect uh, another male just to trust you right away because I love Jesus. And And I've got the microphone. And and I've got got this position. You should already know that I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah, just come on in, right? Just open up your heart. And and (laughs) men men uh, can be guarded, but on the flip side, they're also very loyal. Once you 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 earn that trust, 
And so for me, it's, am I willing to take the time to earn the trust? Do I see their potential? Do I see how much God loves them enough to where I'm going to, just like Father God's done with me, go through a time of of patience, go through a time of long suffering just to get into their heart and just to reach them and just to love them at that level and let them know that I am going to be that safe male relationship that isn't going to take advantage of you or break your heart or turn your back on you. So we call it, in Christian circles, we call it men's ministry. But really all all it is biblically is just good old-fashioned discipleship Mm -hmm. where uh, somebody knows that God loves them and they're doing their best to love God back and trying to figure out how all this works in their life. But there's so much going on from where they came from. They, they, there's so many barriers, so many, so much garbage down inside their heart mm-hmm. that they they can't receive. And so the yeah, so sitting with them on a consistent basis and go, I mean, uh, they'll I've seen them buck and run, and then mm-hmm. they text you and just like a like throwing a a worm on a hook out there to see if you know does he still like me? Am I still accepted there? Yeah. I've seen that a lot. Uh, guys that I haven't talked to in years, and they'll send me a note, hey, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Just waiting to see if I'll even answer them back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just keep loving them. Every opportunity I have just to keep loving them. And mm-hmm. I've seen relationships like that. It's Some of it's long-distance discipleship because they run. Uh, and I'm just uh, just real, real honest with them, mm-hmm. straightforward. You know, I... Uh, uh, you know, men need the truth, straight truth. There's so much uh, fake uh, representation of what a real man's like, you know, what success looks like, what, how you're supposed to live, what's cool, you know, how many F-bombs can you drop in a conversation. And, and you know, it's just amazing to me what what's acceptable or among men that makes a real man, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, but when you, when you drop the real truth on people... With that, what like you were talking about with love, they can't they can't resist that. Mm-mm. There's something built inside of us that wants us want we want to be loved, even even rough and tumble, big old strapping men. We, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't have anything to do with machoism. It's we we have a hole in our heart that needs to be filled with love, and God gives us the the ability to love. It's it's His love that He gives us to love with. Mm-hmm. So it's really good love. Yeah, and and I think we have to remember that men and women express love and receive love differently. Yeah, oh yeah. And so even if you look at, at young children, you you look at how boys versus girls love one another and accept it. To boys, love is we're going to go out in the backyard and we're going to beat the heck out of <laughs> right. each other. We're going to break something. We're yeah. going to see how high we can jump, how fast we can run. I'm going to challenge you to a race. We're going to get in some sort of competition. Um, but we do it out of love. We do it out of I want to do this with you. I want to grow with you. I want to uh, experience life with you. Um, you said with you about six with, times. I think yep. that's really all they want. They they want to be. You with. could just it's, be with somebody and not say anything. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you want to go fishing? Absolutely. Yeah. Where you want to go? Don't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the conversation yeah. can be like. But by, by the time you go fishing and come back home, both of you have said twenty four words probably. Yes. And but because you're fishing buddies, 
th- that guy's loyal to you for the, the rest of your life. Absolutely. Now you have somebody that while you're sitting there fishing, you can say, hey, how's it going at home? Mm-hmm. And then just listen. They can answer or not. Yeah. Sometimes they won't. He's just fishing. You know, and it's mm-hmm. okay. Oh yeah, I I've have heard more about somebody's heart while I am shoulder to shoulder with them doing something than I have peering into their eyes across the table on and, purpose, and ministry purpose type things. Like, yeah, and, and drilling into their soul <laughs> in that moment. Uh, and I really believe men respond well to that. Um, let's go in the process of doing something, building something, accomplishing something. A man has to put his heart in that. Yeah. Like when a man goes to work, my heart's going or his heart is going with him. So when you're working with a man to do something, the heart's already uh, inherently involved. That's really good. And it's going, it's going to open up. So that for me, that's, that kind of changes the, uh, the, really the focus and the perception of men's ministry in, in traditional past. Uh, a lot of people think that all we need is men gathering together and do church again. It's like a mini church, but just with men. Mm-hmm. But they really don't need that. They're 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 still sitting there with their mind on something else. Absolutely. Uh, what 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 gets them motivated? I mean, at some point we teach them. At some point we all get together and worship, and Holy Spirit shows up. I mean, all that's valuable. But the real change. The real life transformation where they actually go back and love their own families and love their children sacrificially and do the things that, you know, they man up, they, they, they take the, the baton that was handed to us by Jesus and they do the, they do the things, they do the word. Mm-hmm. That, the, the real transformation happens because we do life together. Absolutely. That's what I heard you just say. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. So, so what, so but isn't that can, what we all want anyways? So we got about, you know, nine or 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. What, how, if you could form and, and have any, have it go any way you wanted uh, without having to start over and everybody get upset and learn how to restructure everything, how would you do? What's your perfect picture of men's ministry? How would, how would you do that? Perfect picture of men's ministry. Because there's people listening now. They're all going, oh, this is good. I want, I want men's ministry. I want, I want, I want results. Mm-hmm. I don't just want to attend men's ministry. Uh, there's a there's a movement going on right now again. Mm-hmm. People are getting hungry again. People are fed up with just the going to the meeting and nothing happening. Yeah. The people that are listening to this podcast right now are going, yeah, we want... Mm-hmm. We want the the guy. We want to go fishing. They're all saying it right now. We want to sit across from the guy and it needs transformed mm-hmm. while I'm fishing. They love this. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. To me, men's ministry needs to take the needs to look like we've got groups of men going out and accomplishing things. Mm. Whereas women can sit in that group and have that heart to heart. And, and they can produce powerful things, and, and Holy Spirit moves in a powerful way. Men were designed to become more like Christ in the in the the process of doing. Mm-hmm. And we've told men that all the things that they want to do, all the desires in their heart that have been given to them by God, because they don't align with society or they don't align with the picture perfect church that we mentioned or the way things have been going, that they need to you know, cut that out 
and we've honestly tried to do men's ministry more like women's ministry. Oh. And we've caused a lot of men to get tired of it, to grow weary of it, and to say, well, I, I don't want to show up for another you know, bowl of oatmeal and another time that we're going to go through uh, another Bible study on a Saturday morning. And everybody have a chance to share something in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like we mentioned, there's time for that. Yeah. And you do reach that level of maturity with, with some men. But I believe that you would find more men wanting to jump on if they were um, jump in and get involved and want to grow a men's ministry if there were actual measurable, substantial, uh, tangible things that they could do and grow while doing it. Yeah, because then there's a built-in satisfaction that comes from completing a task. Absolutely. And then when you do it with your friends, it's even better. Mm -hmm. And then you have something that is like building a relationship because you have something so concrete in common. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I yeah. mean, why, why do so many men still have their, I still have them, little trophies from Little League? Yeah. Because like, hey, I did something. I accomplished something. I accomplished something. Yeah. There's something that somebody was proud of me for. And when you can, uh, when a man can attach that feeling of, I put a smile on the, my Heavenly Father's face when I did that, that's going to, he, he wants to grow in that experience. So. Yeah, that reminds me of another thing that uh, feeds men is just uh, acknowledging them. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to produce anything that big. Just acknowledge them mm-hmm. and say, good job. Thank you for showing up. That's, yeah. I mean. Even in the military, people do crazy things for little pieces yeah. of ribbon that you put <laughs> on your chest. I mean, affirmation. Yeah. I mean, we feed on that. Mm-hmm. Like little boys want to please their dad. Yes. And when we grow up with dads that don't know how to love their kids, we don't get any affirmation, and so there's a hole in our heart. Mm-hmm. And then we have no idea how it it would look like for us to please Heavenly Father because he would never be satisfied with anything we'd ever did. Yeah, why would he want to affirm us? Yeah, and right. so we can squash that mm-hmm. by, by you know, obviously men's ministry is is led by men who are loved and know how to love others. You're right. Mm-hmm. So, but, but add to that, knowing how men are wired mm-hmm. and knowing how they learn and knowing how relationship works. And now you've got, and be some, willing to defend it yeah. against people in the church and outside the church who say that, that they should be able to define what men are, not God. Ah, I've seen that too many times. Yeah, too many times, and it, I'm tired of it. Yeah, and he's the. Well, that's another thing I noticed away. about you. You don't have any problem about with boldness in all the all the parts that you uh, contribute to the body of Christ. Leading the guys at the retreats, even in your worship, you're bold. Like, come on, he's worthy. <laughs> even the today we were worshiping, mm-hmm. Brian's uh, yelling at the top of his lungs with his hands at you know, uh, encouraging the guys to dive in farther, farther. Go, you know. This is what a man looks like that's in love with Jesus worshiping. You're just showing him and in a bold way, like mm-hmm. not no reserve. Mm-hmm. And I love that. There's got to be there's got to be a again uh, a warrior mentality on the inside of us that wants to protect and guard a true godly man. Mm-hmm. Like uh because it's been under attack forever. 
Mm-hmm. You know, did God really say, you know, are you going to go in and correct this? Are you going to stop it? Mm-hmm. And and the devil's trying to convince Eve to go against what God, the orders that God gave, and Adam missed it. He didn't. He didn't protect. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't follow through on his his manhood. His, yeah. his manly calling is what he was supposed to do. And we've been fighting and, that. Yeah, and ever here since. we are, you know, <laughs> trying to fix fix society again mm-hmm. uh, in our lifetime. So. Um, and we do it one man at a time. You do it, uh, you know, another, I think another mistake that happens is men's ministry is not important until it's big, until a lot of guys show up. Yeah. And, you know, when I asked you what influenced you, you you could probably tell me which, I know you can, you can tell me the names of the guys, where it happened, what they said to you, and I bet you it's probably five or less guys that, that talk to you. Yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and same for me. Like, there's... There's some God sent across your past somebody godly and said something to you and the light turned on inside your heart. And so uh, I just feel like there's people listening right now that, okay, they've got, they've, there's a fire lit in their heart to do something uh, in this vein, to reach men, to minister to men. To close, what, what would you say or what would you pray over them? I, I would pray a no-quit attitude over you. Because there's nothing that Satan hates more than seeing men of God rise up and become who they're made to be. And so I would release a no-quit attitude over you. That's that's part of the warrior's ethos as a soldier in the United States Army is that I will never quit. And a part, other part of that is I will never leave behind a fallen comrade. And so when somebody falls around you, you go after them. Ah. You don't kick the dirt on them and ask them why they fell. You don't care why they fell. You're after their heart. And so you never quit and you go after those who fall around you to restore them and to love them back to life. And so my prayer for anyone who wants to go on this journey is that you'd be strong, that you'd be mighty, and that you remember that God gives you that strength and God gives you that might. Yeah, And you can do it. And uh, it's intimidating Men, men can working with men can be. Uh, it looks hard, but really, today God's making a way for the barriers to come down and and for men's hearts to be softened toward the Word of God and toward, uh, toward the making a true brotherhood of believers that love each other and and do life together. And so, uh, I just want to encourage you too. God's not sending you to do this alone. He's not sending you to do it with. Uh, comparing yourself against how Brian was raised and all the all the gifts and talents that he has to do it with, all we're saying is is there's a way to do it through the love of God and He will partner with you and He'll make a way for it to happen. Yes. And uh, it might be your turn to stand up and prophesy in your church and tell everybody, "Hey, uh, this is important. We need to we need to focus on this. Fight for it. It's worth it. Without without men leadership." Uh, the church will stay limping, and, and this is a super super important thing. And uh, I've been after Brian for quite a while uh, to do a podcast, but uh, and I didn't want to do it over the phone because the quality hasn't been real good yet. So uh, I'm so happy that we got a chance to sit down and do a cast together. Thank you for being with us. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm honored. And, Absolutely uh, honored. It's just been a joy for me to watch how you love God and love people. And I'm proud of you, Thank you. as your as your favorite uncle. 
So I, I, I paid myself 20 bucks to say that online for everybody. I'm, I won't dispute it. <laughs> All right. Thank you for being with everybody, with us, everybody. Uh, come back and uh, let us know what questions you have for Brian. If you go to our uh, webpage, you can communicate with us. And if you have questions for him, if you'd like for him to come and speak at your men's uh, ministry and to help organize something in your church that's life-giving for men, um, I bet you he could find time in his schedule to do that. So uh, let us know uh, what you think, and uh, if you need prayer for anything, help with anything, uh, we're here for that too. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining us on the Church Doctors Podcast. For more information or to contact us, please visit our website at outpouringintl.com.